here's the crux of what everybody gets wrong. We try to suppress that part. We try to like exile the negativity, get rid of the addict, you know, change these bad habits. We're always kind of talking to ourselves like a crazy person anyways, but we pretend that that's not okay. <laughs> what I'm talking about is not um, achievement. You know, there's a way that you can be like an incredibly achievement, success oriented person and have tons of demons that haunt you do. So, cause the thing is, is that if you get these messages from the parts of yourself, if you don't take action on it, it shuts down. I know it seems like an outrageous claim to claim that in five steps, five simple steps, you can conquer any negative emotion. But that happened to me last week, and I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to give you all the breakdown of all the things, all the processes that I went through and how I conquered uh, a negative emotion that used to just take me out uh, for days. So step number one, um, and this is really the crux of the whole thing, is you have to think of yourself as a, um, not as a, a mono self. So there's some wonderful work by a doctor. His name is Dr. Richard Schultz. And he created something called the internal family system. Uh, and in his work, he found that, uh, that he, was, he was working with families. And in those families, uh, when they got all the people working together right uh, in a, you know, a compassionate and um, healthy way, that people healed. But he was found in his studies that uh, he couldn't do that with the individuals. He was trying to cure people of bulimia. And... Um, in, so he took it inside because he found that all those dynamics were still inside their head. So the basic idea, which I've been working with for a long time now, is embracing the multiplicity of the self. You know, if you think about it, when, when we're faced with different challenges, um, we're kind of like different people. Um, you know, when we were 10 years old, we decided that um, we were going to get really angry when somebody threatened us. Um, or, or whatever, you know, we each have our own way of dealing that, dealing with that. So, um, a couple of days ago, it was probably a week ago now, I just like hit this really negative place, which I hadn't felt in a long time. I mean, my life's pretty rad. <clears throat> and, um, and so I started playing around with this idea. Um, and the first thing that you need to do is just basically give up this idea that somehow you're supposed to have one self. See, see, here's the thing. If you accept the idea that you can't, that you're multiple selves, that you're these older selves that are coming back to take over for a moment, then you can actually let it go or you can actually take control back. If you think of all of the negative states of your emotions as like you, as like your one mono identity, then there's no space for you to sort of let that part go. It has to remain attached to, um, it, it kind of remains in control. So if you, if you, if you accept this idea, so that's the crux. Can you accept the idea that you have different parts and those different parts, um, take over? at different times, depending on what the stress situation is. And usually, or mostly, I think for everybody, they're really young parts of yourself. You know, maybe it's a, it's a, a rebellious teenager or, uh, you know, a, an infant part of you that um, really 
didn't get the need, the love that it needed. Um, and so you come up with these strategies. When you're younger, you can't deal with it. Like if you had abusive parents or you had absent parents. You know, my father was pretty much emotionally absent most of my youth. And my mother really struggled with anxiety. She was mostly absent from my youth. So, so most of my strategies have been around, um, you know, uh, taking care of myself, um, feeling kind of alone. So back to the example of the negativity that I was in, um, what happened to me recently was that I saw this part. So for a while now, I've been working with this multiple personality identity thing. So I like to call it multiple personalities, uh, not, a multiple, not a multiple personality disorder, but a multiple personality order. So, um, so having this multiple personality order, you allow yourself to have these different parts. Um, and I have this very negative part, which I've now identified as, you know, negative Norman, let's call him that. Um, I did another video, like the spiral your way to success video, and I kind of touched on this idea. But, it, it, you know, I, I'll get to it. <laughs> I, I just need you to hear that it really works. And, and it blew my mind how well it worked because normally I'd get stuck in this, in this negative mindset and not be able to get it out. So, so I saw this negative part of myself and I was able to say to myself, okay, this is, this is not me in a totality. It's just a part of myself. And so relating it like different parts of myself is the critical number one factor, which you have to accept. Um, and that's exactly what Dr. Richard Schwartz tells you to do in his, um, in his work. And I'm going to fuse it with a couple of other ideas that have been um, swirling around and I've been researching. So I saw this part. I, I was able to see my negativity. You know, I was sitting in the shower and I was just like filled with, oh, so much. Everything around me seemed negative. My future seemed negative. My relationship seemed negative. My, my health seemed negative. And so I was able to ask, I was literally, and, and so here's the thing, we kind of think we're a crazy person if we do this. So I started talking to myself, talking to the part of myself, like, hey, what, um, what do you want? And that's going to bring us to step number two pretty soon here. Um, I, I said to it, what do you want from me? Like, what, what are you, what need are you not getting, is not getting met? So what Dr. Richard Schultz says is that, Schwartz, is that, these parts of yourself are trying to protect you, but they're protecting you the way, you know, a kid would or like a teenager, a baby. And, and they're, they're applying strategies that don't no longer work. Years ago, I did a course called the wisdom course, and we used to name the age of how we were acting. And that's this very similar idea. You see that somehow this older part of yourself has now taken over. I have a friend who's in my men's group um, and last night he was talking about how he had this, this part of himself. His strategy was he would go ice cold and remove himself. And then he realized that, in, you know, at 55 years old, when he was doing this with his wife, that it was a teenager. This 16-year-old teenager would come out and go ice cold in his family um, with his mother. And so... So when you start identifying these parts of yourself, you can see that they've taken over. 
So they take over the control mechanism, whatever that is in the, you know, the prefrontal cortex. They're now in charge. So then you can ask them to give you back control of your life. And here's the thing that Dr. Sh uh, Schwartz says, and, and he's totally right about this, is you ask them in a way in which you're not trying to, this is what everybody gets wrong. Here's the crux of what everybody gets wrong. We try to suppress that part. We probably like exile the negativity, get rid of the addict, you know, change these bad habits. And instead, what you need to do is, is thank them. You know, Joseph Campbell says this great thing, like whenever you're trying to exercise your demons, make sure you don't throw out the best part of yourself. And there's, there's this great old story about the tar monster and, um, the warrior goes with his sword and tries to stab the tar monster and it sticks to it. And then he punches him and it sticks to it. And his, the other hand sticks to it and he kicks it and it sticks to it. And the other hand kicks to it and then he headbutts it. And then he's just stuck, you know, and the, the, the tar monster is like, well, there you go, you know. And, and finally the guy goes, okay, um, I get it. I'm not going to be able to fight you. I'm stuck to you. Um, so what do you want from me? And then... You know, and then the tar monster's like, well, I want to protect you. And then shows him what he needs. So it's the same idea. All of this, this wisdom is infused in these ancient stories. But the point is, is that if you fight a negativity, if you fight an anger, or if you fight uh, or run from these negative parts of yourself, they grow and they entrench. So instead, what you have to do is approach them with um, what I'm calling courageous curiosity. So you have to go towards these quote unquote demons or negative parts of yourself with a courageously open questioning. So when you approach this part of yourself, so for example, I'm in the shower, I'm just thrashed, full negative mindset, everything looks like crap. Um, and, and I, Number one, so, so the, the steps are, again, number one, you have to accept, you have to create a belief that you are multiple parts. Go as, as far as you can, like multiple personality order. <laughs> I really like that. Um, number two is you have to identify and thank that part for its service. All it's trying to do is protect you to give you what you want. So when you, um, so when you approach it, so when I approach this negative part of myself, and, and the reason I really want to make this video and I'm so excited about it is that um, it, I've identified parts of myself, but this was like probably the most debilitating part that I have. And I didn't really identify it as a part. And so at some point, this very negative, critical part of myself, it, it, it did, it helped me when I was a kid. It helped me get out of something. And so I literally said to myself, while I'm sitting in the shower, just like, you know, physically barely able to stand because I'm so out of it. Um, what do you want? What are you trying to tell me? What, how can, you know, thank you for helping me you know, all these years and in, you know, when I was, especially when I was a kid in, in that part of, so I gave that part of myself a voice and, and that's the thing, like you got to get, you got to get used to or practice giving those parts of yourself voices that are not you, 
It's like, because we have, we think that all the voices in our head are me, but they're not. Like you is that, is that point of perception and action, but not all the monologues. The monologues are just monologues. They come and go. And if you're on any type of growth path and you've really done any work, you'll see that those monologues change. So, um, and even if you're just beginning that path, you, the, the, you, you just give yourself space to let the monologues change. Like, don't identify with the monologues. Just identify with, and all spiritual traditions point to that, the silent observer within. So start, start identifying with the silent observer within and that point of choice. You have a point of choice at all points in time. You can observe and you can choose. The thoughts and the ideas and the monologues, those are all sort of separate parts, things that are malleable. So back to this embracing, thanking, and then asking this part of yourself, what do you want from me? So when I asked that part of myself what it wanted from me, it told me literally, I got to do this. This stuff I'm doing right now. It says, don't worry about subscribers. Don't worry about viewership. Don't worry about whether anybody understands what you're saying or whether it's, you know, gonna, you know, whether it's gonna bring you the other things that you want in life. You've, you've got to do this work because you've been thinking about it and talking about it for years and you're not doing it at the level that you know you could and should be doing it at. Um, and, uh, and that was it. So it, it gave me that message when I was able to sort of separate it out and see it as a, give it its own sort of identity. So I'm going to, so that, that's that idea of separating it out and giving it its own identity. I want to take it to a business point. So the most successful, one of the most successful books, business books of all time is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And most people don't talk about his last chapter in his book. In his last chapter in his book, he talks about how he has created in his mind a council of people like Napoleon Bonaparte is in there, I think. And um, Mark Twain, I think, is in there. And um, I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of people in his particular council. And he would give them life in his imagination. And they would take on unique personalities. Like he gave the example, I think Mark Twain was always late to the meeting. So the point is, is that when we give ourselves a, a when, we, when we create in our mind uh, a council with our older selves in this particular case or with mentors that we want, it's an incredibly powerful tool to integrating the self in like a Jungian context or, or to actually helping you solve your problems and helping you get where you want to be, helping you find the peace and happiness and joy and creativity that you're seeking. Um, it, it's all inside of you. That's, that's kind of the point. But we, we have this resistance in our culture to having sort of this multiplicity of conversations. We're always kind of talking to ourselves like a crazy person anyways, but we pretend that that's not okay. <laughs> so it's, it's healthier to just go like, okay, I have these multiple parts and they're going to talk to each other right now. And then I'm going to kind of try to get back to a, a place of center, knowing that they're always kind of competing for attention. Um, so when I've had this dialogue, monologue, so there you go. Is it a dialogue? Is it a monologue? I don't really know. <laughs> it's technically a monologue because it's in my own head, but 
um, but giving it more of a uh, unique, separate identity um, frees you from it. It gives you freedom. Go back to my example. I approach this part with curious courageousness. Um, you have to accept and know that these parts of yourself are not going to destroy you. Um, let's, go, let's go to the courage for a second. So there's another wonderful doctor, Dr. Roland Griffins, who is kind of the father of psilocybin research at Johns Hopkins University. And, and he talks about how uh, when they prepare someone for a psilocybin journey, um, they would instruct them to be, because when you go on a psilocybin journey, if you're, if you have demons that are unresolved, they can come to the surface. And this is the same idea. So this is kind of what I'm talking about. That's why I'm so excited about this, that interfamily systems with the psilocybin journeys, they teach the same thing. And that thing is, is that when you come up against this negativity or something that you're afraid of, or has been, you've been resisting, resistance is at the core. So when you've been resisting something it, it grows it you know if if you if you meet a demon in your psilocybin journey um it will chase you or chase you isn't the right word if you try to fight it you'll be fighting that demon the whole time if you try to run from it it'll it'll be chasing you the whole time but if you go towards it with a courageous curiosity and just ask it what are you trying to teach me here what do you what do you want me to know the wonderful thing that, and this also jives with all the other shamanic um, work that I've studied, what um, Roland Griffin says is that it can't stay the same. That's the critical crux of it. When you meet one of your negative parts or a demon or a fearful, fearful, fearful part with this courageous curiosity and you don't resist it, it has to transform. It's the nature of it. To transform. It's only from the resistance that it stays the same, that it grows and entrenches. So when I met this negativity, for the first time in my life, I met that part of myself without resistance. It changed. It, it let go. As soon as I heard from it, you have to do more of your creative art. You have to do more of your passion projects. You have to do more work like this. Regardless of who's going to see it or accept it or like it or get value from it, you've got to put it out. And once I did that and I accepted that, then it released me. That's the, the thing that I'm so amped about. It totally released me. It was the first time in my life that I remember that I could sort of talk, that, that by just doing my own process, I was released from the negativity. You know, you know, after time, it'll go away or I can go out in the world and, you know, maybe have a big bike ride or surf or something and I could get out of it. But never had I ever sort of embraced it and then released it. And now I feel like I have a facility and a capacity to see what this part, what's going on with this part of myself and make sure that those parts of myself, those needs are getting met. Another thing that Joseph Campbell talks about is, um, you know, all of your demons can be thought of as parts or as um, psychic energies that are trying to protect you, that are trying to guide you. They're trying to show you the way. And so, so much of our life, we spend 
uh, resisting quote-unquote negative parts of ourselves. So that's why it's quote-unquote negative parts of yourself. There is no negative part of yourself. There's only parts of yourself that are being um, uh, exiled and shut down that need to be um, courageously embraced. You know, you are you. <laughs> so there may be um, habits that you want to change, but this is a totally different... This isn't about... What I'm talking about is not um, achievement. You know, there's a way that you can be like an incredibly achievement, success-oriented person and have tons of demons that haunt you and you're not happy. This is about like full success, like the wholeness of like health, body, mind, spirit. That's what I'm interested in, you know. And, you know, hopefully I'll have um, high levels of physical success too. But I don't want that success without that whole experience of fullness and radiance and joy in life. <clears throat> so, reviewing the points. Number one, think of yourself as a multiple selves, ideally as a multiple, multiple personality order, or at a minimum, just of having different parts that take over at times. Two, um, embrace your negative emotions. Ask those negative parts what they want. Embrace pain. Pain is a part of a negative emotion. Stop resisting pain. So um, this is a really critical point, and then I'll finish the review. Um, my therapist, Steve Lee, uh, he, I, I see him maybe once a year when, I'm, when I really need something. Um, he, my life changed when I finally heard what he was trying to tell me. And what he always told me was, you know, I'd be complaining about my relationship or my father or some other dysfunctional thing in my life. And he would say to me, okay, got it. Um, so why don't you just sit with that next time that comes up and see what happens? And he was telling me the exact same things in his words, which was basically be with what's there. Don't resist it. Sit with it and with courageous curiosity, be with it and it has to transform. That's the fusion, the fusion of what I'm learning from uh, Roland Griffin's, my therapist, Steve Lee, um, Dr. Richard Schwartz. Napoleon Hill, um, we fuse all those things together. Um, anytime you're in a pain state, that same principle applies. Try to meet that pain state without resistance. Try to courageously, with curiosity, go into that pain and say, what, hello, Mr. Pain or Mrs. Pain, what are you trying to teach me right now? How can I make a small change in my life so that you're getting your needs met? So that brings us to number three is courageous curiosity. Um, number four is, you know, asking it what it wants. And number five is after you get an answer, you have to, have to, have to, have to start taking some committed action. You know, for this, the first thing that I did when I got this lesson about having to make more material like this was I made a short. I just made a 60 second short video and that's enough. I, I moved in the direction that this part of myself wanted me to move in. And that's all you have to do. So, cause the thing is, is that if you get these messages from the parts of yourself or anything in your life, an, an intuitive 
the creative, intuitive part of yourself, if you don't take action on it, it shuts down. It's another huge, huge lesson. You have to take committed action when you're given these downloads or they shut down. It is the subconscious's way of giving you the answers, giving you what you need to become the fullest self of yourself. And I, I've blown it so many times. So many times have I blown it. And, but that's okay. You know, failure is, you know, success is fail, 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 fail 10,000 fails, success. So as long as you don't quit, it's fine. So I'm going to say them all again, because it's, it's, I know I'm talking in a really sort of passionate, a bit chaotic way, but the lesson's all in there. Number one, think of yourself as a multiple selves, multiple personality order. Number two, embrace your pain and your demons. Number three, approach them with courageous curiosity. Number four, talk to them. Talk to yourself like a crazy person. Find that place where you can hear what those parts, those multiple selves are saying to you. And then finally, you got to do something. Whatever it is that they tell you to do, you got to do something that's aligned with that. It doesn't have to be big. It's just got to be a little bit. And then, and, and additionally, I think the last thing I want to say is that um, all of these parts of yourself, you know, it's like <sighs> someone like me can help you find ways to get in there. But you got to get in there. And, that, you know, that, I mean, we've all heard that before. Like, you know, the answers are within me. The, the, the things that I need are within myself to find. You know, no one else is going to, like, get them for you. you can, people can help point you in that direction, but you got to go there. Um, and then another thing I guess I want to leave you with is that um, it's not as scary as you think it is. You know, when I was approaching this negativity, there was no fear. There was just like, I just had to, um, I just had to embrace it. Um, I just had to listen. And, and I, I want to say something specifically to men and the masculine types out there that are willing to listen to this stuff. Um, This whole approach goes counter to the patriarchal masculine ethos of warrior fighting. Um, because when you fight this part, um, you create an entrenched resistance um, dynamic where there's a, 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 a you know, it, it won't move. These inner demons and these inner pains, you can't fight them. They don't respond to that. The only thing that you can do is either, you know, create a neurosis where you're fighting constantly with yourself or you go in and embrace what's there with with compassion and curiosity and gratitude. So, you know, um, another thing I wanted to talk about is Ellen Langer. She's known as like the, the mother of mindfulness study. And um, she's a Harvard professor, she's written a bunch of books. I think her latest book is the mindful body thinking our way to chronic health. And 
one of the best mindfulness practices is gratitude, right? So this is a mindfulness practice taken into what a deep, deep shamanic level. This is really shamanic work, you know, psychological therapy, life coaching, shamanic work, um, psilocybin ceremonies. They're all, they all fuse together into this one um, life mastery toolkit. So practice the gratitude when you approach these negative parts of yourself with a gratitude for what they give you, it, it opens them up so that they can give you the lesson that they've been trying to teach you. Um, you know, I have some friends in my life that are uh, uh, avoiding their pain at all costs because their pain is so deep. Um, and it truly makes me feel super sad. You know, I mean, one of the things that my therapist used to say to me, um, or will still say to me if I go back to him again, I'm sure, is, you know, go into these parts, but go in with grace and ease and gentleness. So don't, you know, if you're going into the pain part, like your most emotional pain part of your body and your mind and your history, um, sit with it. But then when you can't sit with it anymore, or if you don't get a message or a lesson, it's okay to let go. You know, a, a, another thing I really want to say right here is that for those of you that have struggled with addiction, myself included, Change your relationship with your addictive self, your addictive part, that addictive personality. You know, it literally is like a different person that sort of takes over, right? Takes over to that time and says, ah, I got to go have more ice cream, more beer, more whatever. Shopping, social media, there's so many addictions out there right now. Screen time. Start thanking that part of yourself for trying to take care of you. You know, for me, my addictive part wants me to have fun. Wants me to be happy, wants me joyful, wants me not to be a workaholic, wants me to, you know, let go and relax sometimes. So I have to go and negotiate with that part of myself and say like, okay, I'm going to take a free day today. I'm going to go surfing. I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to relax. I'm going to just watch a movie, you know, because when I, when I don't do that, then it starts to take over. So thank your addictive part. Thank your negative part, you know. Gratitude. It's a mindfulness practice. Okay. Multiple personality order. Embrace the demons and the pain as much as you can, gently. Approach those parts of yourself with a courageous curiosity. Ask them what you want. Number four, ask them what they are trying to teach you. What do they need from you? And then five, take some action anything. I guarantee you, if you do these steps, your life will transform. It will take a little bit. I don't know how long it's going to take you. Um, the, the, it, it, should, it could be quick. You know, It all depends on how much willingness, how much resistance you're willing to let go and how much you've practiced sort of being with yourself. But you can do it. Um, I wish you the best of luck. I wish you success in your life. Um, leave questions and comments uh, on YouTube. Um, I don't generally check the, the podcast platforms, but um, that's it. Hope that's helpful. Have a wonderful day.